With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong. And everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life Just so that we have a more um, light 
schedule this summer, and then we'll pick back up with topics. But that being said, if you guys have topics in mind that you, or a topic or topics that you'd like for us to discuss here on the Butterfly Evolution Radio Show, please do let us know. You can chime in tonight, or you can send us an email through, or use us, contact us through Facebook, um, however you choose. So. Do that if you have topics or a topic that you'd like for us to discuss here. Rodney, how are you and Tamaria doing tonight? We are doing quite well. We are uh, back from vacation. Um, We came back Saturday. Uh, Unfortunately, one of us had to return to work. Um, But... (laughs) But uh, but but we are doing we are doing great. Uh, we we are definitely blessed. Um, we were fortunate enough to uh, get an earlier flight home on Saturday, um, and so we had a good portion of Saturday to just relax, and then we had all day yesterday to relax so and just recover uh, before Tamari had to go to work today. Um, but we are doing good. There, there are just no complaints here. Um, we had a phenomenal time. Um, I won't speak for Tamaria, but um, but I will say um, that that it was just nice uh, seeing different things, uh, meeting new people, and having a uh, change of scenery. Um, and it, it was literally like we were I guess just on a floating city um for a week and just felt like we were detached. Um and, and it was just nice. And so um I'll give Tamaria uh a chance to to say how she's feeling. Tamaria? I would agree. I think it was very refreshing to unplug. And I know Tammy you've talked about this before, like where you take a break from social media and other things. So it was nice to actually unplug from everything um, and not use our phones and just focus on enjoying each other and relaxing. So, yeah, it was nice seeing the new countries, being on a cruise for the first time and having our first anniversary and getting a chance to really talk and understand each other even better. So it was certainly worth it. Oh, great. And where did you all go again? Tell us where where did you go? Um, so we left uh we left from here in the DC area and we went down to Fort Lauderdale, spent the night there and then our crews left from Fort La- from uh Fort Lauderdale last Sunday, uh July second, which was our Anniversary, and then we went to the Dominican Republic. Uh, we went to Amber Cove, which is in the, the Dominican Republic. We went to uh, Grand Turk um, in Turks and Caicos, and then we had two stops in the Bahamas. We went to Half Moon Cay, and we went to uh, Nassau, Bahamas. Oh, wow. Wow. So I guess let's do this because I know you and I have talked a little bit um, about some of the things that that your mind, I think we we are both alike in in that area. Um, I'm forever just kind of reflecting and thinking, boy, this is a topic or 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 or, or some sort that we can um, discuss here on the show. So, just to re- I'll remind everybody, we'll do our our butterfly evolution um, nuggets and things like that 
and then I'm going to turn it back over to you, and we'll just start the the show off tonight with what we kind of talked about um, Saturday, I think it is. So just to remind everybody, our chat line is open. So if you're listening by way of chat, you can submit your questions, comments there. If you're not a registered follower, please do so that you can so so you can listen to us by way of chat. Um, using your computer or your phone, and it's simple and easy. You can log on to Blog Talk Radio, well, I'm sorry, blogtalkradio.com backslash Butterfly Evolution, and just follow the prompts there, uh, follow, and then you can register using your Facebook, I believe Twitter, or or all of that social media stuff. You can use, you can register using one of those, or you can create your own username, a different username and password, um, in order to listen, the phone lines are open uh, 818-691-7406 If you have something to add to tonight's show, select the number 1 and we'll pull you in And lastly, Facebook, we will be back and forth if you want to send us um, any questions or comments There, you can comment and then tag Rodney and I in the, in the comment and we'll we'll get that as well and then our trash can baby, remember to move your trash can if you have not or if you've not did this in a long time. Move your trash can to a place, a different place, and preferably one that you use frequently. The kitchen one is always a good one. And as you return, if you're like us, you will find yourself returning to its old location to do what you need to do. And as you do, please allow this to remind you of, of just how the mind keeps up with even, you know, the most insignificant things as as such, where we put our trash. And think about that on a higher level of the things that we have just come accustomed to and, and kind of in autopilot mode in our living, um, doing things without much thought. Um, Rodney, I was out today looking, well, trying to take care of some business, trying to get some things for the business, and I ran across a book. I was actually at FedEx Kinko's and never knew that they had books, but they have this little section of books, and they're all kind of geared toward uh, business, I guess, and writing and, and our thought processes and so forth. But I ran across a book that have they have all it, the book has all of these letters pre-written, um, and they're not so much like business letters. Um, and things like that. They were more, this particular book seemed to be geared toward, uh, like the first one was how to write a letter to someone when you feel rejected. And the first thing that came to mind was that we we really don't have to think anymore or come up with our own ideas and use our mind because the letter to me was so not personal. It was just kind of generic, like how do you – Incorporate your feelings in this and the, the 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 particular thing that you feel makes you feel rejected by this person or, or whomever. But that's one of the things um, I want to talk about tonight, too, just how we are so in this autopilot, I call it, mode of living to where we rarely think, we rarely talk, which leaves us feeling disconnected most parts. In, in most cases, and then where does life go when you feel like there's nobody really that you're connected to and that truly understands you and that you're able to think things through using your own mind, your own reality, of course, having room for others' uh, perspective and reality as well. But that's one of the things I'll chime in after we 
open up with what you and I talked about on Saturday. So back over to you. All righty. Um, <laughs> I heard Tamaria kind of sigh a little bit. I don't know if she wanted to. Oh, I was saying like I agree. Oh, she, oh, she was saying that she uh, agrees with what you were saying as far as the um, uh, the re- uh, the rejection letter. Um, do you want me to start with what I mentioned Saturday about? When it comes to what's on my mind? Yes. Okay. Um, So one of the things um, that I was sharing with Tammy um, over the weekend, um, and those of you guys who listen to the show regularly, you probably have heard me, I guess, at least touch on this topic. Um, But... As Tamari and I were on our vacation last week, um, we went on a cruise to the the countries that, you know, we mentioned before, but several different things came to mind. And I actually had a pad um, and a pen and just didn't write anything down. Um, Tamari took a book to read and, you know, I just decided to take something to, I guess, just jot down things and, and, and just never did. But so many thoughts crossed my mind. Um, while we were on vacation, just observations. um, And I was sharing with Tammy that, you know, I really want to write about these things and and discuss them on the air. And one of those things was where we are as far as racism. And please don't think that I am naive. Um, when it comes to racism or discrimination, because I am far from it. And I think sometimes people uh, get that confused or sometimes people think that I am because of the things that they they hear me say or the things they hear me talk about. But when it comes to racism and discrimination, stereotyping, sexism, um, there's no doubt in my mind that it still exists in our society today. Um, I've seen it. I've experienced it. um, And it is still evident today. However, I do think the government uses it to control the population. And I think the media does a good job of hyping it up to the point that we don't even know the state of racism for ourselves. Meaning, while we were on the cruise, we interacted with so many people from so many different places. And country, to Mary, that's a great point. We interacted with people from different countries and different cities across the United States. And every person was nice to us. And just about all of them 
were not black. Just about all of them were white. And they were from places where you would think if you look at the news, if you look at social media, if you read the newspaper, they were from places where you would expect people to be mean to us or be nasty to us because of our skin color. We're talking about people from Kentucky, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Colorado. Those are just places in the United States, Texas. I mean, we met people from everywhere. And they were so nice to us. And I'm really good at detecting when you're just full of it. But these people were so nice. They were so genuine. And it was just confirmation for me from what I see all the time in my own daily life. And that is we are, I don't know, I don't know to what extent, but we are not where we once were when it comes to race relations. The problem is the media doesn't help our feelings. The media doesn't help the state of our union. The government wants us to stay divided. The government wants whites to be mad at blacks. The government wants blacks to be mad at whites. Why? Because as long as we are mad at each other, as long as we are fighting with each other, they can stay in power. They can continue their corruption. They can continue stealing money from us when it comes to things like wars, health care, education. They can keep doing what they're doing because we take our minds and our focus off of the issues and we put them on our neighbors. Your enemy is not the person you live next to. Your enemy is not the person you share an office with. Your enemy is the person you keep supporting. And Tammy and I have had this conversation before. We will never defeat an enemy that we support. The enemies are the ones we keep pouring money into. They're the ones we keep voting for. They are the ones we stay up late at night taking time away from our families, from ourselves, making sure that they are happy. Those are our enemies. I tell people all the time, and Tammy, I'm going to turn it back over to you on this. I tell people all the time when they try to separate education by race. Education is at, if, if, if anything, it's very little about race. 
Education is about status, just like everything else. We want to think that the white kids get the best education. We want to think that the white kids have resources that the black kids don't. However, what it comes down to is, what is your status? It's about the haves and the have-nots. Because guess what? In schools across America, poor white children don't get treated any differently than poor black children. They all get the same thing because when you talk about the top 1% of the wealthy people in this country, they view us all the same. They don't look at white people and say, ooh, they're white. They say, no, they're poor. No, they're from this city. They're from this town. They're from this neighborhood. They don't care anything about you. We are all the same to the wealthiest people in this country. So your enemy is not who you think it is. Tammy? Oh, boy, Rodney, mouthful. Um, I guess I'm going to start with the the most recent thing that you said about status, And, and, and I'll just take it from there because... I think what has really, and as you were talking, I I, I uh, got a message. Well, I didn't get the message, but I it popped on my timeline. Um, why blacks are behind economically, and I've not read the article, and not really sure who wrote it, um, who it was written by, but but I plan to. And as you talk about the enemy, and and sure, you guys, there are we have every. If, if we look at it, I guess you could say we have every reason um, that we could we could come up with a number of reasons is probably the the best way to say it um, of of why we should be behind, why we are behind, uh, why we treat each other like we do, um, in spite of you know I'll say postings that I see on on, on Facebook um, of you know let's support each other, let's do this, let's do that. And and what I'm seeing and what I get out of that is is that it's easy to post. It's it's like talking. It's easy to say what you're going to do or to say what you're doing, but but behind the scenes, what are you really doing? Are you really supporting? And I'll say for me, I have had over my time just as many races, different races, other races support me, probably more. And so I think what we really have to do when it comes to this, because like you say, you're going away, and you guys went away for your anniversary and was just kind of taken by the love, the support, the the connections and so forth. And I think we've we've bought into this division, this way of division because now there is there there is no time that I log on on Facebook and I don't see something about um, that that 
that has separation written all over it, um, where we are divided, and then that division is divided. Um, so my my point I made to Rodney Saturday was I saw a post about powerful, I think it was powerful black mothers or good black mothers or something like that. And I'll honestly say to you, I don't want to be labeled as a powerful black mother or black anything. I want you to look at me for who I am and accept me for just that, the wrongs, the good, the bad, and and, and all, and we take it from there and vice versa. But I think what, what is happening is because there's so much labeling going on, and and I'm with Rodney, there is racism out there, but it's on both parts because even even there's racism racism within our community, within families. There are a multitude of things that happens happen within our race and, and within the families of, of our race as well. So as I read this, why blacks are behind economically, I can also think of a number of white people or other colors that, according to the world's standards, are behind economically as well. So which it, it takes us right back to what Rodney said, status. It has become not who you are but what you have and who you have a connection with or to. Because I get, even, even with the Butterfly Evolution show, I guarantee you if if tomorrow – Rodney and I had an opportunity, and we didn't tell anybody, but we had an opportunity to go on Steve Harvey's show. And and people just saw us. They heard about us there. They talked. We would get millions of friend requests and probably millions of followers after that. But we were we would be the same people, the same show, with the same topics prior to that. <laughs> and And here we are been doing it all this time and I have just I thought about this uh as I was looking around in, in this article as well. With my family and my friends alone, Rodney, your family and your friends alone, we could shut but blog talk down. Because with with what the the show the the system that we have or the plan that we have on blog talk it limits us as far as the number of listeners that we can have at one time at calling in. Now, if you're listening online and all of that, but the callers, um, if you're calling after a certain number, you will get a busy signal. That's what I mean. We could shut we could shut it down. But the minute they they see us connected to someone that they, for whatever reason, deem successful, regardless of what they know about the person. Success means you're on TV or you. they see you on, on a picture with someone that they think is successful, oh, then you become successful by association, I guess. So, um, Rodney, I so agree with you all. And e- even now, like within Memphis, I, I feel that I have just as, just as many people who are not my race that would support me. And I'll say this, probably probably quicker than my own race and, in most cases, my own family. So what do we do about that? How do we address that? You, Like I said, you can post it all day long, but if you're not, if sometimes your postings should convict you. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, 
Sometimes some of mine really do, but it makes me do better. I have to own it so now I can be, I'm can. i challenged enough to do something about it, whereas some people, they're so caught up in, yes, I said it, yes, I posted I posted this on, on wherever, and now that's it. There's no action that I have to put behind it because you psyched yourself out that this solves the issue. And all it's doing, I can take this right into, and I'll turn it back over to you, Rodney, but we can take it right into not being able to think, process your own thoughts, follow your own mind, determine what your purpose is, and make that your foundation. Because I feel like that's where or, or what allows the status thing to come in. Because you people have identified themselves with money, fame, how I look, what I drive, where I work, what's my title, and how many zeros are behind my, my, my um, salary or in my bank account. And the minute something happens to change that, one or two things happen depending on how it, how it changes. If it elevates, then you may see another shift in someone. And if it decreases, you're certainly going to see, um, in most cases, a change in someone. But just, just keeping front and center who you are and how blessed we are. I was I was folding clothes today, and, and, and I'm going to turn it right back over to you after I say this, Rodney, but I was folding clothes, and my clothes, my towels, they, they smelled so good and they were so soft. And it made me think about how blessed I am to be in a position to be able to buy downy fabric softener when there are people who don't know what soft clothes or fabric, <laughs> downy fabric softener is they don't even know what laundry detergent is. Like, there are people who who will never be blessed. So something that small and that, I don't know, insignificant, I guess, is the word. Um, and I thought it was a beautiful thing just to, just to be overjoyed that I can wash my towels and they smell like spring and they're soft as cotton because I was able to, to, to buy and use and know what it is, county fabric softener. But we're just not valuing life and the blessings in that way. Rodney, back over to you. Man, oh, man. So I, I hope I remember these two things. Uh, but I want to go to our caller, Tammy. We have a caller. Um, and so I want to uh, take their question or comment. Um, and then I want to come back to two things that you said, and and one is the last one where you were talking about, you know, just being able to, um, you know, afford downy softener or other things. And I also want to talk about uh, the support that we give to each other versus people that we know. And now we have two callers, so I'm definitely going to take both of them. And then uh, I'll come back and touch on those things. Uh, first caller, we are going to uh, turn your radio down just a little bit. That is area code seven. I'm sorry, six seven eight. Last or nine seven five nine. Call you on the air. Hello, can you hear me? Hi, we can. We can. How are you this evening? 
Hi, Rodney. Hi, Tammy. How are you guys doing? Is there feedback you hear or something? Yeah, yes, a little we bit. Can hear you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, hi, this is Latasha um, calling from Atlanta. Um, I have um, a question, um, and it's been on my mind for a while, and I'm hoping that you and Tammy can touch base on it tonight. But my question is, we tell our kids to go to school, graduate high school, go to college. And we put this in our kids' mind. But with the world we have today, when it comes to career, you have this, it's basically not what you know, who you know. Mm-hmm. In this world, you have some that have so much education that when it comes to a resume, you have to delete what you have learned, your skills, your interests. You have to delete a lot in order to be accepted in the world of profession. So that's what's on my mind. Telling our kids to, hey, graduate high school, get ready for college. But then you go to college to create debt. Not being able to pay that debt, and at the same time, when you are looking for a job, you're getting kicked back, kicked back, kicked back, and then the ones that are getting accepted are the ones that don't have as much education as you have, the skills that you have, and then you think, okay, is it me? What? you telling me what I've learned, what I've known, is not good enough for this company? It's not good enough for this company. Oh, is it because I know too much that you don't want to pay me what I deserve? But to take somebody, let's say, off the street or somebody that knows less, you bring them inside the company and you're going to pay them less to do the job that you're requiring. But you got somebody that, uh, that has, again, more education, but yet, in this world today, you don't want to pay us what we are worth. So that's what's on my mind. I don't get it. Why do I have to delete the things off my resume to be accepted, and I'm talking about myself, to be accepted in this crazy, I want to God forgive me, this crazy A world. And it's a bit disturbing so that's what's on my mind. And if you guys can touch on that, um, I guess get some callers. I don't know if you, you know, but I, I definitely would like you guys to touch on that. Okay. Rodney, Tell you want to go, go first? Okay. I'll let you go first, and then I'll come right behind you. Um, wow. I, I, I must say that <laughs> if you had asked me this question a couple of years ago, it probably would have been a different answer. Um I, I'm not saying I don't I don't that um, I don't value education. However, what happens is when we feel valued or devalued when because of education um, or lack thereof. Because so I think that's the first issue that we 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 set our kids up 
in a sense where this is this is the only alternative you have. And I must say that college is not for everyone. However, for those who have a degree, I personally would not suggest downgrading um, your experiences, your qualifications, because where do you go from there? And I think it leaves you, wherever you go from there, especially on a job, it, you're, I feel you're setting yourself up for failure. I think what we should do more of is find out what our kids, what, do I, what is it that our kids love to do? Even with college, most young people who decide to go to college, they major in things that most of them don't even like or know what it's about. We've talked about this on the show where you have children who go to school, attorneys, doctors, and, and so forth, yet they wanted to be a teacher. But because someone says, well, that doesn't pay you, so we're right back to status. And the, the, how many zeros is behind your check, you know, your your bank account or your your check? So we have gotten away from the true meaning and value of purpose and doing what you love, doing what you would do for free. And so, what I would say to you and any other person who feels like I have to, and Tasha, I think I've been saying to you, this to you for a long time. As far as I personally feel, and, and I know you, so um, you have so many gifts and talents of your own and so much more to share with the world on an um, employer level, and you are trying to be an employee. It goes right back to purpose. And I think when you get to a point in life, and we should look for these same things in our in our kids. Again, I think about the the guy who, at eight years old, he had an an, an aunt. He ended up being an engineer for um, I can't remember if it was. We talked about this on the show, you guys. Chrysler, some some the car the dealership or not dealership, but the manufacturer in Michigan. But he he would design cars or draw cars at such a young age, and he had an aunt that saw such talent in him, so she started pushing this, you know, she started pushing him toward what he would do as a child, the things that he just would sit and do, which was he liked to draw and, and all of that. So he ended up getting an internship at a very young age and then ended up working for this same company years and years later. wonder how happy he, he is. But when his, he's working. Passion. So I feel like jobs today that we should go in saying, do you deserve me? Do And you don't have to say it in that way, but you interview them. And sometimes, but would we be big enough to turn turn down those things that are going to kill our spirit, kill, kill our soul? Oftentimes, no, because of the money situation. But I've gotten to a place, you guys, where I'd rather make less and come home with a peace of mind and my and my own desirable space than make all the money stressed out. So I say we don't label our kids that everybody has to go to college because when they can't and when they don't, then they feel like they, what, then what do I do? And they do nothing. 
So let's find out what they love. Is college for them? If it's not, let's see, maybe we need auto mechanics. We need hair, people to cut hair. We need, we need everybody to make this world work. So let's start, stop trying to put people in position and places that they never were created to be in. And that would be my answer. That was a <laughs> that was a uh, just a, a phenomenal question. Uh, first of all, and caller from area code six one two, please don't go anywhere. We are coming to you next, um, but we do want to address the question and, and touch on this topic for a minute. And I'm not sure where it's coming from, but there's a lot of noise um, in the background. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Um, it could very well be me. Um, but in response to our caller's question, uh, number one, I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna just start where Tammy um, left off, and that is, as a school teacher, I do not fully promote college. As a school teacher, I don't. Um, and the reason why I don't is number one. I don't believe you have to go to college to be successful, number one. Number two, I don't believe you have to go to college to support your family as a male or as a female. Number three, as our caller stated, going to college, unless you receive a scholarship, you're going to end up in debt unless somebody uh, that you know can afford, uh, your parents, grandparents, whoever can afford for you to go to college. If you're like me, that is not your situation. If you're like most of um, of our kids graduated from high school, that is not your situation, and that's why we are in uh, such huge debt when it comes to college tuition. And in case you all did not know this, you can file bankruptcy, and that's one of the only things. I think there's maybe one other thing, but that's one of the things that they will not allow you to file bankruptcy for you cannot no matter no matter what your your financial state is you can file bankruptcy all you want they want their money when it comes to student loans um, and so those are my reasons for not fully promoting college do I promote it yes however it is not the end all for me and I don't teach my students that it is their end all because too many people have become successful or have just lived decent lives by not going to college. There are other alternatives. You can also join the military. And like I was sharing with Samaria, I said, I graduated from high school when I was 17 years old. Can you imagine if I had joined the military, when I first graduated from high school, I'd be retiring three years from now because all you have to do is 20 years. Our school systems fail our children. We don't share the opportunities out there for them. We don't share with them that you know, you can join the military. We don't share with them 
hey, if you want to do hard labor, and believe it or not, we have a lot of kids who actually don't mind doing hard labor, especially those who come from other countries, because they watch mom and dad do hard labor. Dad is a plumber, so they want to be a plumber. But we don't tell them, guess what? You can be a plumber, but you can also own your own plumbing company. We don't tell them if you go into the military and you do your 20 years, you can retire with a pretty high ranking. And not only that, every job you get out of that, you work 10 years and you can retire again. We don't tell them about the investments they can make. We don't tell them how they can get ahead. That's where we fail as parents. That's where we fail as educators. That's where we fail as a society because we don't share these things with them. The next thing I want to I point out is this. Our caller touched on something that I don't think we realize is a reality, and that is how do you continuously look children in the face and say, get an education, be all that you can be, do all that you can do, and get on them when they're not doing their homework or when they're skipping classes, when we know that for the most part, it is about who you know. Because how many times have we as adults seen positions advertised, whether it be internally or externally, and we already know who is going to get the job or we already know they've already picked somebody for the job. And a lot of times the person is not even qualified or as qualified as the people applying. And so who are we kidding? And that's something that we have to all be honest about. Who are we kidding? Why are we doing kids this disservice? This system is designed to help certain people get ahead and or stay ahead and to keep certain people behind. My wife is brilliant. Guess what? She wasn't going very far in the lane she was in. She had two strikes against her. She was black. She's female. Well, number three, she just threw this in here. <laughs> she talked too much and she didn't go with the flow. I can't. And I'm going to tell you guys something else, too. And this, again, is me speaking as a teacher. We all, educators and parents, focus on the wrong things. How often is it do we ask our kids, what did they learn? And how often do we ask them, what are their grades? We put more focus on grades than we do learning as a society. Because why? Well, 4.0 means something. 
Let me tell you all something. I, I graduated high school with a 2.3 GPA. I had a 1.9 GPA the end of my freshman year in high school. had another 1.9 GPA at the end of my freshman year in college. But I've been voted teacher of the year twice for the whole city. I've gotten so many awards for teaching. So had they gone off of grades that I made, I, w- I wouldn't be teaching. But they had to let me through the door because they said, wait a minute. This dude got a little something. And the the the, the school division that let me through the door has been nothing but proud ever since I walked through there. But I didn't have the grades to go to Harvard. I didn't have the grades to go to Duke, these other big schools. I didn't have the grades to go there. And people used to get mad all the time, but I used to tell them, I did not need a bachelor's degree to tell me I was a teacher. And that goes to your other point, Demi, values. I didn't need a bachelor's degree to tell me I was a teacher. I knew I was a teacher before I stepped foot at Norfolk State. I needed a bachelor's degree to get a job because nobody would give me one. So I had to sit there and, like, do all these tests and write these papers and stuff. But I knew I was a teacher. I knew that was my purpose. I knew that was my calling. Why? Because somebody pointed it out to me. I get that we live in a corrupt society. We live in a corrupt world. That is not going to change. Maybe. But what we have to start doing to our calling to everyone else, what we have to start doing, number one, instill morals and values in your children. Number one, everything goes back to the cliche. Everything starts at home. Number one. Number two, whatever you do, don't ever make your child or anyone else feel less than or feel like they have to be somebody who they are not because of the state of this of this world or this country because it's going to always be messed up. And I'm going to end with this, and I'm going to turn it back to, to our caller, and, and Tamara, you may want to say something, but I want to turn it back to our caller before we move on to our next caller, and, and, and I'm going to say this. For those of you who read the Bible, or you may have heard of the story of Joseph, think of what happened with Joseph's life. And in the end, in the end, the person who his Siblings wanted to get, who his brothers wanted to get rid of, his siblings wanted to get rid of. The person who was sold into slavery by his siblings ended up being the one they needed. So teach your kids to stick to their values, to be true to who they are, even when. 
it may not be popular or it may not seem it's going to work in their favor. I promise you, eventually it will. Caller? Broughton, Tammy, thank you guys so much for answering that question for me. I really do appreciate it. Um, Tammy, you're right. Um, I do have a lot of talents. I do poetry. I sing. I dance. And I'm great at all of them. Um, And now at 42, I'm asking God, who I truly have faith in, nor do I truly have faith, um, to open up doors. What is it that you want me to do? What is my purpose? Because I tell you, with all the talents that I do have, sometimes I'm wondering, what am I supposed to be doing? But... Uh, Tammy and Rodney, thank you again. Um, thank you again. If I really do appreciate it. Thank I could, you. If I could end with one thing um, before you leave is the door is already open. Go through it. I, I, I'm going to leave you with that. There is nothing. It, you just have to show up. And, and I, 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 you show up and go through that door. Everything you need is on the other side of it. And so you just have to go through and be prepared when you go through. And that doesn't mean you're going to have all great days. That doesn't mean you're going to, you won't have the challenges that any other business will have. Now it's just different because you are now the employer and you can, you can have some control over what happens by being there, making making those decisions, being conscious, making sure that people are treated fairly. There are so many young girls out there that could, could benefit from your talent, from the, the dancing, the singing, the poetry, and the spiritual part of it that you would bring to the table. So, again, sometimes you're you're knocking on doors that, have closed for a reason. So I'll t- I'll just say that you said for God to open the door, pray for you to to have the wisdom, knowledge, strength, whatever else to be at that door and know this is it and walk through it because it's already open. So that being said, instead of working do your thing with your resume as you may, but work on it. Create a business plan and go from there. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Amen. Carla, we hope that you will stay with us. Uh, we're going to go to our next caller. Uh, we're going to pull in area code 612. Last four digits are three one zero three. Caller, you are on the air. Yes, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Can you hear me? We are good. How are you? Doing good, sir. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to ask. Uh, I, I don't know where you guys are politically, or how you you know whether you're on the left or right or independent. But I just wanted to know, like, what are your thoughts on the fact that it seems as though America was headed towards you know, going further to the left and how I think through Trump we're seeing America kind of like be going back towards the right again and how, you know, we're 
if nothing else, that we, we finally have something to sort of impede the left from pushing our country towards socialism. I just wonder what your thoughts on that and how you feel about the current administration. I didn't hear that last part. How do we feel about it went out? How you feel about this? No, how you feel about this current administration, the uh, President Trump and his agenda? <laughs> well, I never let you go first. <laughs> so the, the the first thing I want uh, to ask, I want to ask our caller uh, this question. Um, first, what do you mean our country is shifting back towards the right? What do you mean as far as that goes? What I mean is that the left for the last 30 years has tried to push our country more to embracing collectivism, more socialist-like economic policies, and from a culture and moral standpoint, embracing moral relativism and getting away from sort of our Christian foundation of being viewing morals and ethics as absolute from God. Uh, knowing that, you know, free market capitalism is uh, the, the best system and the idea of, the, you know, the individual, rugged individualism that America was about, but it seems that the left has done a good job of influencing the culture in a different direction. Noticing, like, how they use the media and, the new, you know, uh, education and obviously the political sphere to really, you know, change the way Americans look at the world. So... Here's what I've noticed, um, and you said over the last 30 years, correct? Yeah, if you want to really look, it's basically since the 60s, really. That's when it really, I thought, right. Okay, so here's what what I've noticed. Um, It doesn't matter who is in office. Um, We have a checks and balances system which means that the president doesn't control the United States. Uh, the executive branch, let me, let, let me say this, the executive branch doesn't control the United States, the legislative branch doesn't control the United States, and neither does the judicial branch control the United States. At least that's the way the, the government is set up. Um, and what I've noticed um, as far as politics are concerned is that it doesn't matter who is in office, um, the people who are not in office tend to suffer the most. Um, and I'm not going to blame that on the left or the right. Um, I'm going to say that uh, from what I've seen and from what I've experienced over the last 30 years is that no matter who's in office, everybody who has an office benefits while those who don't have an office tend to get all the scraps or they tend to suffer from it. I know that in our society, people like to blame things on the left. People like to blame things on the right. And, you know, people tend to have their own agendas. But um, for me personally, I'm not on either side completely. Um, What I like to do is hear everyone, regardless of what their political views are. And from what I've seen is that um, our country is – steadily um, growing apart, mainly because the people in office aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, and that is governing the people. And um, in addition to that, you think about the things that that we constantly see on the media, both the left 
both the left wing media and the right wing media, and, and and I'm grateful that I'm open to looking at all of them. Um, they fight over health care about how you and I are going to have health care, um, but yet they have no issues when it comes to health care. They're taking care of it and so are their family, um, but they fight over at least in front of us how we're going to have health care. Um, same thing goes for education. They fight over how we're going to be educated, but yet their kids receive the best education. And I will give some of them credit. Some of their kids go to public schools. They make all the policies for public schools, but not all of them have their, their kids in public schools. So when you talk about politics, um, I'm not going to blame it on the left or the right, um, and I'm not going to give credit to the left or the right, nor am I going to do the same thing for the president because it seems that no matter who's in office, we still have the same issues and we still, I guess, have the same successes. It, it, it doesn't matter one way or the other who's in the office to me. Um, Rodney, this is Tammy, and Carla, this is Tammy. I, I'm, I'm with Rodney on, and I'm probably a little bit more over the top because I can tell you guys, I, I, I was and still, still am a, an Obama supporter, and, and others following. Um, I'm sorry, others before him. Um, but I have never really gotten caught up in who's president. Number one, because I don't feel that any president in office has has had any control over my space, what happens in my life. I don't I don't give credit to them for it and I don't take away credit for to them for whatever happens in my life just because I I serve a higher power that I know can open and close doors before the so called president know anything about it. That's just that's just me. I go back to what you said, Rodney. That the, the I guess our, our 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 United States is growing apart. That's because people are growing apart, values, morals. Like really, how some of the people that sit and complain about Trump, if they would but take a moment and search their own souls and hearts and minds. And realize that in some ways you are no different from Trump or any other president that you have um, blamed or not blamed for whatever situation. So I kind of step away from it. I don't put my energy into it. I don't get caught up in what in the shenanigans, I guess, um, of how they try to pull us in. That being media, Trump, and even even some of the things when Obama was in office, President Obama was in office. So I kind of, and this, some people don't like it when I say I, I live in my space, and I don't consider or think about any president putting my changing the status of my life. Like I, I, I just lost my job. I never once thought about President Trump. I did not because that opened so many doors for me. I'm on the positive side of him. He does not get my energy. At the same time, I didn't put my energy into President Obama. Hey, have a man, in, he's the same color as me, but do I think because of that he owes me anything or I should get more? 
absolutely not. No more than I want to be labeled, and I don't know when you came in, caller. I don't want to be labeled as, oh, you're a good black mother. No, I'm a good mother. I'm a good woman. I'm a good worker, whatever it is, regardless of my color. And so me personally, I just don't get, get caught up in it. And I do I do agree with Rodney that it kind of is what it is. They're going to do what they're going to do, especially when they have um, people like what we have in today's world. We are so disconnected from anything of value for the most part. How what what do we expect? Like I feel, you guys are probably gonna I'm gonna piss you off with this one. I feel for what I see now just as people are concerned, they need a Trump. People needed a Trump. They need a wake-up call for mm-hmm. their own soul, not so much as for this, this, this world, but to put yourself mm-hmm. in check that we at this time, we have such foolishness going on in the office and in this world. We must look at, the, look at ourselves. And so that's just kind of my take on it. I, 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 I'm neither right nor left. I'm straightforward center. And it has nothing to do with the left side or the right side. Call it back to you. Yeah, no, so you guys brought up great points. And uh, the reason I have the views that I have is I used to be a, 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 an atheist and a hard, a far left, basically socialist. And I found those two things were very compatible. And when I became a born-again Christian, um, my whole worldview shifted in how I saw things. And I realized the error of, my, of how I view things. And when you guys talk about you know, politics, I'm not necessarily talking about Republican versus Democrat. What I'm talking about is left versus right, liberal versus conservative ideology. And if you look at it, the left is not as necessarily as much worried about the political war. They're more concerned about the cultural war. And the cultural war is where they're really winning. And what I mean by that is when they control all the major spheres of influence, like Hollywood, television media, news media, they control most of the universities, most of our public education system is left-leaning from a philosophical and, you know, and from how they view the world. And they then influence generations to think and view things a certain way. You can see what's happening. For example, the idea of America having gay marriage. Now, this was a center-right, fundamentally Christian country. And 30 years ago, if somebody told you America would have gay marriage, you would have thought that's absolutely insane. There was no way that could happen. And when they would put it to the vote, like, for example, in 2008 in California, the assumption was when blacks would come out and vote for Obama that they would also vote and pass gay marriage, but they didn't. They voted overwhelmingly against it because us as black people, the, more, the majority of us are Christians, and because of that, we view morality through what God determines is right and wrong, not man. But the left has embraced the idea that morals and ethics don't come from God, they come from men. If morals and ethics come from men, then it's like an opinion, like your favorite flavor of ice cream. Therefore, there's no such thing as right or wrong. Everything is relative and it's open to each individual. And because they push that, look at what they've done to this country. Our countries become less moral, less ethical, values are in the toilet. All these things have gone down. I mean, and, and it's obviously coming from one side. And to act as if, oh, no, it's equally both, it's not. The reality is the left is shifting this country away from what God wants it to be and embracing a secular position that's antithetical towards everything God stands for, like homosexuality, abortion, 
all these things that every Christian knows in their heart is wrong. And they're convincing whole generations that it's true. So I just don't know how as Christians we can't see this and be honest about it and realize we have a responsibility if we're going to be part of this country to try to shift things in a more godly direction. Otherwise, you know, we're just taking our hand off the wheel and letting this whole country go down the toilet. Caller, this is Tammy. Now, I certainly agree with you on that part as far as we, and, and that's why I think, and when I say the focus cannot be on who's in office ever, because I can't say that that I've ever felt like um, God was truly being supported with anybody in office. Like, to a to a degree, but if if it came from the top, then we would we would make better decisions at the bottom. We have to start at the bottom with our families in our own lives, and we have to we have to start not. Um, we can't go for everything and let everything go. We are too quiet as believers. We we settle for anything and everything, even down to the smallest things that seem so insignificant. And so what's what's happening is even with media, well, media wouldn't exist if we didn't pay this outrageous price for it. And like I've already always said, if everybody woke up tomorrow and said, you know what, turn my cable off. If everybody goes to the cell phone and say, you know what, turn this off. We are paying too much for this. Yet we've become so addicted when 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 God's word says, do not conform. And my favorite thing is we are not conformed. We are addicted to the very world that we're not supposed to be a part of. We should be game changers. We should, as Christians, as believers, we should be able to change the atmosphere, to change what's wrong. But there's not enough praying. There's not enough fasting. There's not enough faith. And I could go on and on. And so that's why I say it's not about them. It's really about us, especially us who call ourselves believers. Hmm. Uh, this is right. I'm going to jump back in here. Um, <laughs> first of all, I want to say thank you to both of our callers because I think that you both um, brought forth points that um, I <laughs> – I will say I was not ready for, um, but to our current caller, um, I see exactly where you're coming from, and I'm I'm gonna just throw this out here. If you think back to the to, to the last election and the things that we all heard, and and it's funny, I was just talking to my wife and I were talking to some people on our on our vacation last week. And I brought up the fact that people kept saying, well, it's about the lesser of two evils. And I know that you said it's not so much Democrat or Republican, but people kept saying it's about the lesser of two evils between uh, Clinton and Trump. And my response was, it's still evil. If you're telling me that it's the lesser of two evils, you're acknowledging that evil is still present. And as far as I'm concerned, I cannot side with evil. And because of that, you're also not going to tell me that if I don't vote for Hillary, I'm voting for Trump. 
Because to me, that's a setup. Because here's the way I look at it. I did not see two people running for president. I saw four. And five if I wanted to write somebody's name on the ballot. But we've been conditioned to think that we have to do things a certain way. I was talking to someone earlier today since you brought up the the whole homosexual agenda. I was talking to someone today, and they just came back from a conference, and they said, do you know I will never go again? They said, because either I've gotten too old or I've gotten too holy. They said, but I can't do this whole push of the LGBTQ. And she said, do you not know that now they have two more letters to it? She said, pretty soon they're going to have to double up letters because they're going to run out of the alphabet. Here's where I have gotten as an individual. I don't sit in judgment of people because I just think it's wrong. And then, two, I don't want anyone, especially God, sitting in judgment of me. The other thing is what you choose to do and how you choose to live your life, that's on you. Just make sure it don't interfere with mine or interrupt my peace or my happiness. And don't do that to my wife because now I have a problem. If somebody wants to be gay, that is their right. God didn't force Adam and Eve to stay away from the tree. He didn't force them. He just gave them a commandment. He just said, you can eat, you can eat from any tree, just not this one. He didn't make them. So I have no right to force my beliefs on anybody, just like nobody has their right to force their beliefs on me. What you believe is what you believe. And as long as it don't mess with my life, do what you feel. I don't have the time or the energy to get upset with people about the way they choose to live their life. Think back to the NBA and the Clippers' former owner, Donald Sterling. Everybody was, oh, mad because of what he said and how it all played out. I wasn't mad at him. There were people who were mad at me because I wasn't mad at him. If that man wants to hate black people, guess what? That's his right. I have no right to take that away from him. I'm not mad at anybody who hates black people. Just don't bring it to my door. If in your heart you hate black people, that's on you because guess what? There are black people who hate black people. There are people who, who just hate me and don't even have a reason to hate me, whether I know it or not. But that's their call. Just don't bring it to me. And so when we talk about the left versus the right, guess what? People have their own agenda. And I'll tell you another thing, Tammy, and all of our callers that we saw on vacation. There are some people in the world, whether they mean harm or not, all they see or know is them. And I'm going to turn this back over to you guys and anyone else who wants to 
jump into the conversation. I think the day that we become more, um, and I'm, I'm going back to people being gay. You brought that up, and I think I call and mentioned it as well. But the day that we become interested in not not the adult gay person, but the child. Like the day that we see a child going through something and we don't keep our, we don't close our mouth and our hearts and our eyes to it, that we speak up. The day that we become more concerned with um, infidelity, divorce, because we can't, I don't, I don't um, think of being gay any 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 more sin than I do. I think I said the wrong. It is the same, is what I'm saying, for that person who commits adultery, or or for that person who has a pride for heart. And that's what I think we the same as we do with people in office, the president, and so forth. We put such labels on on, on people and things, and give so much power to people and things. But who is the creator, and who who can open and close doors? Who can who who can do it all? Who can who can change? Trump can wake up a changed man tomorrow. Would what the point is? Would we accept him if he came and he said, you know what? I got saved last night. I changed my life, and this day forward, do you know how many people would reject him based on what he said in the past? And that's why I say it goes back to us, me, my heart, my mind, my thoughts. What am I doing? And if you go back and you put the focus on yourself, you will no longer compare yourself with anybody or see yourself different from anybody because I may not be gay, but I'm something else. I have something in me that if you, if, if, if you search me, you will be like, oh, wow. Well, maybe she's not so safe. Maybe she's not this, she's not that. And so I have learned, and this is something more recent than not, to, to, to try, and I fail still, but to try. I, I have such a desire to live life with spiritual eyes, spiritual ears, spiritual heart, and a spiritual mouth. And I'm going to tell you one that I'm really failing at, spiritual mouth. I let things sometimes get me so worked up. Worked up. I wish I wouldn't say what I said, but I acknowledge it, and I'm working on it. So we have to take our eyes off of others in the sense of condemnation, of of conviction, and just let people be. But are we? And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and we can move forward, move on from the presidency. How many of us Christian folks, God living, God fearing folks? Pray for the man in our office because he has a soul. He has a spirit. He, he may have a mama right now sitting with our God, whatever. Who knows that is praying for her child's soul? Or who knows? Who knows? And so we need to get back to that point where you let God do what God does. I can't send anybody to hell or heaven. 
I'm trying to make sure I get to my rightful place where I want to be. And so do we pray who's in office? We pray because a lot of people um, hated Obama, President Obama. A lot of people hate Trump. And it has become their life, their focus, so much so they forget that there's a whole nother power out there, the creator, that we forget. And I don't want to get lost in that shuffle. I want to do more where I am with the people that God placed in my life here. I need to hold myself accountable to, to that, to this, and to God for sure. And and let it go because you can get so caught up until you lose sight of the true mission. And, and Carla, you brought up some great points. I'm like Rodney, I wasn't ready for that, and I usually try to stay away from from Trump topics because, again, I think society, I just think that there, there needed to be a wake up call of of something to see, of a reflection of 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 self. So. I mean, I think it just kind of is what it is, and the, the timing of it, like it had to happen. President Obama, same thing, had to happen. So here we are, but what are we doing in our in our in our cities, in our homes? How are we living? How are we treating our own family? What are we saying? What are our thoughts? And when we start to reflect upon that, hopefully the energy goes toward um, making changes in, in our own lives. Yeah, no, I, I think um, what, what you guys are talking about is totally right. When you talk about tolerating people who have different views and loving people regardless of what they do, you know, loving the sinner and hating the sin, I totally agree with all of those things. The problem we have going on is we're not – the issue going on in this country is not the issue of tolerance. It's the issue of acceptance. And by acceptance, meaning there's something that God defined as immoral – we're not being told we have to accept it as it's perfectly fine and it's a moral thing. For example, in North Carolina, when they passed the bathroom bill that said if you're, in, if you're a biological male, you have to go to the men's bathroom. If you're a biological female, you have to go to the female's bathroom. And that somehow went against the homosexual agenda, which said that if you identify as the opposite sex, you can use that same bathroom or locker room. What ended up happening? We saw corporate pressure on North Carolina, like, the NBA took the all-star game out of there because they had that bill. Now, what is that? That is there's an active pressure to change people's way of viewing the world. And what does the Bible say in Romans 1? It says not only they that do such are, are, are an abomination before God, but those who approve of it as well. So it's not just whether or not you engage in homosexuality. In Romans 1, it says if you also approve of it, then you're in the same bed as them. And for as a Christian... We have to understand, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10 says, those who do such things won't even inherit the kingdom of God. And in our own churches, more and more people are thinking you can be a homosexual and a Christian. Why? Why do they think that way? Is it because they, the Spirit revealed that to them? Is that because they read that in the Word of God? No, it's because this culture has told them that. And they have chosen what this culture has said. Because Christians fell back, because Christians thought, if I say anything, I'm being judgmental, when the Apostle Paul taught us that we have to reprove, exhort, and teach and expose all the strongholds of darkness, wherever they are, then Ezekiel, the Bible says, God says, if you see your brother in sin and do not warn him, his blood will be upon your hand. We see, we don't have the mentality of the Apostles when Paul said, 
I've cleared my mind and my hands are clean of all men's blood, for I've warned every man. Knowing the terror of the Lord, I try to persuade all men. But because Christians have, have, have like, don't want to do that because they feel like they're being judgmental, they've accepted a position of weakness. And when you have a position of weakness, what happens? Your enemy walks right over you. And the devil came right in and took over the voice. And now he's indoctrinating all these young people by the masses. And they're being sucked into this. And the church and Christians as a whole just took their hands off the wheel. And their country's going in the toilet and they don't care. And they say, well, it's up to God and I'm not going to judge. And, this. and look what has happened. Look what's happened to your people. Look at our black people. Homosexuality is all over our culture. Everybody's doing it. Everywhere you go, you see it. There's not even any shame. I mean, that's insane. I mean, just to think about where we've come to and to think and to act as if God doesn't care how a nation conducts itself, especially a nation that supposedly knew him and knew his word. I mean, you know in the Bible what happened in such places. So, I mean, we got to stop pretending as if we ha- we're obligated to act as if we're not supposed to be critical of anything. Jesus told us when we judge. if I may jump in, because you quoted, you came from my favorite, Romans chapter 1 is my favorite um, of all, I think, in the Bible. But but the the part, there are more parts, I think, to reference there that, that God gave them over in the sinful desires of their heart, even to sexual impurity for degrading of their bodies with one another. And it goes to say they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship and served the created things rather than the creator. Basically, I think we've become people who worship ourselves, our wants, our needs. And if I call you out on, and I'm just speaking, if I call someone out on being gay and so forth, then they may turn around and call me out. And what I think people are, people don't, say anything because they know their own sinful desires but although they know they're not admitting to them so I totally agree with what you're saying but I want the big picture looked at I want churches to be just as adamant about infidelity about infidelity about lying about lust about pride about all of that I want them to be just as adamant in in discussing these things and shying, and they're doing nothing really at all. Because if we want to take it back, we 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 should expect what's going on now because we sat back and, and prayer, prayer is no longer in school. How many years has that took place? That, that your child, even now, the young man who was, was reprimanded because it was free time, reading time, he wanted to read his Bible. And he would, now this is his choice of reading, and he scorn because and told you can't read the Bible here. But you said it's free time where you can read what you want. So we are too quiet what I mean, in our in our own spaces, in our areas, to even consider trying to figure out what's going on, you know, in the White House or wherever. So I totally agree with I think we're we're totally in agreement with, with all that you're saying. Call from the 612, please do not go anywhere, but we don't want to lose uh, our other callers. Callers from the 612, I'm coming back to you. Please do not go anywhere. I do want to pull in um, our other callers because we do have two of them, and I believe they want to uh, jump in on this topic. So, again, caller from 612, don't go anywhere. Caller from 678, I'm coming to you next. 
but we have had a caller in queue for a while, and that is from area code 404. Uh, we're going to try to get everybody in here. Um, in fact, we will make sure that we get all three of you guys, uh, even from 612-404-678, we're going to get all of you guys uh, in here or back in here. Uh, but we do want to give everyone a chance. Tammy, this is not my fault that we went past an hour. I haven't said but three words the whole night. But we're going to talk <laughs> all from there you go, 404. I mean, what? we're going to talk what we should be talking about. So let's keep it going. <laughs> Area code 404-1037. What is on your mind, Carla? Hey, Rodney. Hi, Tammy. How you doing? We're good. Hey, How hey, are you? What's happening, Carla? What's happening? <laughs> Ain't nothing much. Taking it easy. Taking it easy. Rodney, welcome back. You know what I mean? I'm glad the two of you had a nice vacation. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, and congratulations on your anniversary. Hey, man. I made it one year, man. I think I might keep another year. I'm just playing. <laughs> Look at how she looking. I wish y'all could see how she looking at me. <laughs> she woke up out of her sleep on that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's what you got for the people, baby? You're going to make Tamira jump over that pistol in her hands and you ain't got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing what my grandma do. I'm resting my eyes, but I'm listening. <laughs> what's yeah, going on? I, what's going on, boy? What you, what you got? What you got for the people, man? I've I listened, and you know, you know, they say when you take the cotton out of your 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 mouth, I mean, take the cotton out of years and put it in your mouth, you're able to listen better. So I've listened and I've heard, I've learned a lot, and I basically just want to uh, say. You know, a few words, nothing much, but um, talking about the uh, the uh, the LGBTQ community and everything else, you know, um, I just wanted to say that homosexuality has been here. You know, it has always been. You know, if you could remember back in the day uh, when the angels went to uh, to Lot's house. And they wanted to spend the night, you know, and, and the, the townsmen saw them and, you know, wanted to have sex with them. Dot offered his daughters, and they didn't want the daughters. They wanted the men. So homosexuality has always been in the forefront, uh, but people just hid it. You know, it was better hidden. In today's society, there's no hiding. You know what I mean? There's no shame. There's just, this is what I do. This is who I am, either accept it or not, which is fine by me because I'm pretty much where you are. If it don't affect me and my household, you know what I mean, then, hey, whatever you do, you do. You know, I have no place in my heart for malice or hate for anyone because how can I talk about the chip in your eye when I got a whole two-by-four in mine? You know what I mean? So um, I'm pretty much there at that point. With uh, the whole that whole thing in a nutshell. Um, but what I really called to talk about, you know, I didn't I didn't want to switch the focus, but when you said say what's on your mind and what's bothering me is that we have so many young brothers, man. And, you know, here in Atlanta, from the southwest side or or the east side, every day there's killings, man. Every day. 
and it's young boys killing young black boys. I mean, it's to the point where it's ridiculous. If they ain't killing each other, they're robbing somebody. If they ain't robbing somebody, then they're home invading somebody. They ain't doing that, then they're plotting to get somebody, you know. And I think that we have got complacent and we have failed our youth, you know what I mean, by not not being enough of us standing up, talking to these young men, going out in the street trying to, to, to lead and guide them because they've taken gangs and, and, and made the gangs their gods. They've made the gangs their leaderships, their fathers, their mothers. You know what I mean? And a lot of it has to do with young mothers not knowing how to be mothers or fathers that are not in the home anymore because I'm going to give you housing authority or I'm going to give you Section 8 but can't be no man in that home to raise these these men. Women can't teach a man how to be a man. You know, it takes a man to show a man how to be a man. But if you if you allow me to pay most of your rent or most of your whatever it is, then you can't have a man in there to raise that child. So then that child grows up to have the street and the guys in the street as their fathers, and whatever they do, then it, it rolls down like, you know, like a, a domino effect. Whatever they do, then this is what I'm going to do because this is what's acceptable in the street. This is what you look for me, from me, to do, so I'm going to do it. And it don't take much because now the, the rap songs and everything else kind of like glorify all of the wrongdoings. It glorifies getting high. It glorifies taking a life. It glorifies uh, 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 dehumanizing our young women or our older women. I mean, when I was coming up, you know what I mean? You respected everybody older than you, no matter what or who, what walk of life they came from. They could be green and purple, white, whatever. You respected them because as an older person, we were taught that they had wisdom, and that's, what we, that's where we got our roots from. That's where we got our knowledge from. So we respected those people. We didn't disrespect those people. Now, now you got young folks jumping on old old people, and I'm talking about beating them to a powder puff over fifty bucks. You know what I mean? And and it's ridiculous. You know, we got more black young youth, young kids killing each other. Till it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I mean, every morning, bro. I turn up the news every morning. There's two or three kids killed. Somebody shot at a party. There's little kids being shot from spray bullets. It's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? And I, my question is, what do we do to stop this from happening? What do we do to stop all the killings in Chicago, which these people and the news media seem to be overlooking every day? They don't talk about that. You know what I mean? They don't talk about that. But there's innocent people steady losing their lives every day, kids dying, never to see their 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 teens or or their adult lives because of gang violence and stray bullets and people not not caring basically you know the authorities that are not caring about these people in Chicago I mean what are we to do about this this is what's on my mind mm. wow this is Sammy be quick because it's nine thirty five but. Bo, again, this is what I mean by there's so much more that needs to be fixed on on our level. 
um, until I don't have time to worry about Trump cause, or President Obama or what they're doing and what they're not doing. Because I can tell you, I can certainly tell you what they're not doing or not concerned about. Because if they were, any one of them, and had, and so we think, have the power to do so, who and who who could become president of the United States of America and not address, not make priority some of the things that you've talked about? Who? Who could lay down? I couldn't sleep at night knowing that I am president and I have children in Chicago, Memphis. I have people being shot down every day. Who could do that knowing that they supposedly have some control. So that's why I say, what can we do? Number one, it starts with you and in your home. And then we extend it out to our family, to our friends, whoever touched your life. But see, this is where it goes back. We are worshiping not the creator, but the creature. We're no longer worshiping God. We're no longer concerned about God's word. Go back to not being conformed to the patterns of this world, I'll go right back. We're so addicted until we can sleep at night. We can lay down and not be bothered anymore. We we just become, um, it's okay. Let me say that. We, it does, it, things don't even amaze us anymore. Like we're not taken, we're, we're not hurt by many things anymore. Back in the day when you hear things like this happen, um, the women, the mothers, the grandmothers would pray. You had people in your life as as a child. The neighbor could tell you what you could and could not do. If the neighbors, if you saw that the neighbor saw you doing something, oh, you you was kind of afraid to go home if you made it home because in most cases that neighbor could pin you up as well. But see, even now our little children are so special. You don't want anybody touching them or or or. or Setting them straight. So where where does that child go from there? If he thinks that he is, you know, can no one can even tell you to stop or to go home and not do that. That same child will curse a grown person out. That doesn't come from any president. That comes from home. And that comes from parents being too damn busy, excuse my French, and caught up in their mess, their world, doing whatever they want to do, men going, doing what they want to do, women going, doing what they want to do, and these children are raising themselves. That doesn't come from the president. Exactly. exactly. That's mm. home. So, see, when little Johnny gets to Rodney, little Johnny has been able to do everything he wants to do when he wants to do it. And if he, all he got to do is cry, pout a little bit, and you, you, you're now... Okay, it's okay. You don't have to do this. Time out. One, two, three. Go to the corner. Really? Really? Johnny needs a job and a place if I got this count to make him stop or send him to, to a corner. He needs a job and an, and, a, and an address that he is over. But we do that because we don't have time. We're so caught up in this foolishness. Of the world, the things I see adults doing today and being amused by—it's no wonder these kids don't value life. They don't value their own lives. 
So it's hard to say what can we do and for people who don't value who they are and don't love themselves, it's easy for them to take your life or someone else's life. Life. It's easy for them to rob the 80-year-old woman standing at the bus stop to go to work. That That's like drinking water to them because it's about them, how I feel, what I want. Yeah, I need to rob her because I want to go buy those Nikes because I need to look the part. That comes from home. That comes from home. And we're all responsible. We're all accountable. Can I jump back in for you, Absolutely. Call from six, I, I, I six say, seven eight. We're coming to you, call. We're coming to you. Go ahead, Bo. Okay, I want to say this before you know I, I let the next caller come in. You know, and, it, and it's 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 kind of heartbreaking. And at, but at the same time, you know what I mean. You know, I, like I said, I don't know what can be done or how do you reach uh, the youth. Uh, and it's in the shop the other day, maybe it was about two, three weeks ago, uh, one of the elder guys came in. He was uh, aiming to get a haircut or whatever. And uh, he said, hey, man, he said, uh, there's a young girl out, out there soliciting. I said, quit playing, man. He said, no, I'm serious. So uh, I didn't think anything of it. So uh, I went out in front of the barbershop, you know, and I was fired up, you know, cigarette. And she walked up on me, and I was like, hey, what's happening? And she was like, hey, how you doing? And I said, what? I said, what's up? And she looked at me, and she said, well, um, 20 minutes to get you plenty. And I said, what? 20 to get you plenty. I said, what are you talking about? For $65, you get 20 minutes. I said, girl, you don't get out of my face. I know so. So when the other barber came out, he said, what she just said? And I told him, he said, ma'am, you know, I don't know you, but I'm going to ask you to leave when I'm going to turn the and I'm going to have to call the police. And she left. She looked like she couldn't have been no more than about maybe 20, 19 at the most. But I thought about that, man. And I was like, what has the world come to that we have young women like this, you know what I mean, approaching men? You know, I mean, even married men, no problem selling themselves or think that it's cool to do to, to do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't understand, I don't understand it. You know, and I, I try to, just, you know, talk to the youth and this, that, and the other. You know, I mean, and I'm going to go a step further than that to where I've I, 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 I noticed one of the, my little cousins, you know, she's about 15 years old, and she was telling me, at, uh, uh, Uncle, Uncle Tim, um, a lot of girls don't like to uh, to uh, talk to certain girls if they have a nicer shape. And I was like, what, what do you mean by that? And, you know, when you're 15 years old, can't be that too much about a shape. She's like, yeah, all the girls in my school that have big butts, they hang together. But the girls who are skinny or flat butts, they they can't hang with the girls with the big butts. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. So they have a stereotype in middle school. And in high school to where you have to look a certain way or have on a certain type of, of name brand clothes to be even accepted by the the group with the shape. Because if you're a skinny girl and you got a dress code, you still can't be accepted by the girl with shapes because you don't have a big butt. I was like, oh, my God, to hear this from my niece, you know what I'm saying? 
and she just wants to be loved by her friends. She just wants to go through school, do her work, and make it out. But in school, she's being stereotyped. In school, she's being blackballed. You know what I mean? And like I said, man, it's just something has to be done to reach these kids. I can't stress it enough because they're our future. And if they don't make it to adulthood, then 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 we're gonna our, our generation gonna be wiped out, pretty much. I mean, they already started by in, incarcerating uh, 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 a lot of the, you know the black men, and then and then they're giving guns away to the youth so that they can kill each other. So if there's no reproduction going on with the women, and the women are starting to date women, then where are the the babies going to come from that are going to keep this world going on with our generation, our lineage? That's called mm-hmm. extinction. And I'm done. Hey, with Rodney, before you jump in, I, I, I want to say one more thing, and I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you, and I'm going to try to be quiet the rest of the night. One thing, Bo, men, fathers, to me, that is it. That once men, I, I don't care, men, I don't care what a woman tells you or what she does, if you have to work three jobs for to make sure that you your children know you That you have a relationship With them When men get back in the lives Of children When men Are able To be The head of the household Whatever that means Ladies don't, don't, don't frown at me Whatever that means to you But I'm just, I'm just telling you How it should be now, it is difficult, I know, as a woman to even phantom that based on what we are seeing. However, the word says it, not Tammy. Tammy needs to, to, to hear to that, that same word. So I'm saying for children, for women, for society, for the homes, Men need to be front and center, period. Whatever that means to you as a man, go before God and you figure it out. But men, you need to be in your homes, front and center, in the lives of your children, front and center. Whether you live with them or not, they should know that you are a phone call away, and sometimes it doesn't take a phone call. You show up before the phone call comes because you just know your child. You know something's wrong. You know you need to show up. And I just think that's what it is. That what it, that that's what it boils down to: the lack of the male role model in the home, in society, and not just just in doing. Acting, fulfilling, I'll say, fulfilling the purpose of being a man. Hmm. Uh, Before I respond, this is Rodney. Before I respond, I do want to give our caller from area code 678. Um, Last four digits are 9759, a chance to respond. Uh, Bo, please don't go anywhere because um, I have written your um, topic down, um, and I do want to respond to what you've said. Uh, so much has been said uh, for those of you guys 
uh, who've been uh, tuned into the show. Uh, I'm going to try to respond, but I don't know how far uh, we'll get tonight. But one thing I have learned is is that people have a lot on their minds. Um, and so uh, I told Tammy, told Tammy, this is about to go from being the Butterfly Evolution show to the What's On Your Mind show. Uh, but this is great. I'm enjoying the dialogue. I'm enjoying the conversation. I do want to shift it uh, just for a second. Again, both. please do not go anywhere. Uh, but area code 678, last four digits are 9759. Call you on the air. Um, hello, Rodney. Hello, Tammy, again. Um, hello. I really don't have much to say, um, but um, I definitely want to thank you and Tammy for the opportunity to say what's on my mind. And, Rodney, you took the words right out of my mouth because I think that we all as individuals have a lot to say and have a lot to talk about because there is a lot on people's mind. And if you guys continue to open up, um, the say, the issues, I think people will call in because we are feeling it. We need to talk about it. And you are putting it out there. So my words will be to you, continue to do what you're doing. I enjoy it. I need it, as we all do. And I would say to my husband, Bo Jackson, who, after God, is the love of my life. Um, He has incredible issues as well. And um, I love you, babe. And Tammy, I love you. Rodney, um, I haven't met you yet, but I look forward to meeting you. And thank you guys again for the opportunity. Those are all those other words I have to say. God bless everybody. God bless you too. Uh stick with us. Uh we're gonna we're gonna try to close this out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh but we're gonna try to close this out. I do wanna go back to what Bo was talking about. Um and I'm gonna uh bring Bo back in here, but I do wanna go back to to what Bo was talking about, and that is failing our young people. And when it comes to failing our young people, Bo, I think that uh, we all (laughs) have failed. And I'm going to say that the parents – fail the kids first only because the parents are with the kids first. And so I'm going to say that the parents fail the kids first. Um, And I'm not going to blame it on the man. I'm not going to blame it on the man not being in the home Um, because something I've I've said on this show, probably not in a long time, but just because the, the man is not in the home or just because the man is not around does not mean that the boy cannot grow up to be a man. Um, before being a man, the boy has to be taught how to be a human being. And where I've seen us fail our young people is we we live in a society where our young people feel entitled to things that we did not feel entitled to, meaning they're spoiled. Everything is supposed to be handed to them. They are owed everything. And 
they feel this way because that is their reality, at least in a lot of their worlds. And from what I've noticed, we as adults become softer and more easier going as we get older. And it's not healthy and it's not good for our kids. Um, I also think that when it comes to failing our children, our school system does a very good job of failing them. Um, they get these certain things from home, and then they come to school, and we, I guess, reinforce them because we don't do what we're supposed to do as teachers, as educators. And I think that we are on the path to destruction. I think that we need to, number one, go back to being adults. Go go back to being the parents and the educators that our parents were. It's, It's okay to say no. Whether the father is in the home or not, and, and it would be great if we can get more fathers in the home, but how are we going to get more fathers in the home when we are raising fathers, when we are raising boys not to be fathers, when we are raising boys to be out on the street, when we are raising boys to be dependent on somebody else, how are we raising fathers? How are we raising our males to take care of their responsibilities when somebody's always cleaning their room, somebody else is always taking out the trash. When they fail in school, it's okay. How are we raising them to be men? And to those of you women who are out there who might be on your own or by yourself, raise your sons to be a decent human being. Here's what I've noticed. The boys tend to get everything handed to them for whatever reason, and the girls are taught to be the providers of the families. The girls are taught to be independent. And the boys are taught, you know what, just lay around. Somebody's going to pick up your drawers. Somebody's going to wash your clothes. You're going to have a, a, a plate of food made for you. Just sit down on the couch. Like, how are we going to stop failing our youth when we continue to do these things? Rodney, before before, because you see, you just started a whole nother show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean so, to. <laughs> so we are going to stop it, and you guys, just because I, I I have things that I I have to work on tonight, and I want to kill some time. But anyway, I'm, I want to say for you guys who are listening, um, other than the phone, you may want to go ahead and call in 818-691-7406, 818-691-7406. But we are going to end in about five minutes, um, or, 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 or I will, just because I have to get off it, but Rodney may be able to stay. It's totally up to you, Rodney. But I want 
maybe for next Monday, I really want to pick back up here because, right, I'm not sure if I if I heard you, but I want to make sure I understand because this might be the first time ever that we're going to disagree on something. <laughs> so this is going to be really good. <laughs> fathers, fathers, I, for those of you who have a Bible handy, Maybe after the show, I want you guys to read Proverbs 17 with with much focus, starting on Proverbs 17 and 6. But read the entire chapter if you can. But in 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 spite of everything else that the that the Bible speaks about, men loving loving your wives as Christ loved the church, um, women being submissive. To your husbands and 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 all that. My personal opinion is, and 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 I'm not saying that the father has to be in in the home. I'm also because it would be great, and I think it's it's very much needed. And I'm not I'm not saying either that a young man cannot or a woman will not be successful if. Um, a father or a man is not in his or her life. But what I am saying, and I'll say, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go a little high here. I will say 99% of the majority of of the issues come from that void of having that control or someone in control who's not emotionally. Attached because Rodney, like you said, men are. I, I certainly agree with you. Young boys are being raised to that they can do what they want. They're being hand fed. They're being, um, gosh, they're just they're just not being. They're not being held accountable to man up. They're and being that's a baby. Right there, I totally agree. Um, however, if there is a man in that a man a man in that child's life or in that mother's life to the degree where even if he's he doesn't stay there and if there is a woman who says I'm going to allow you to be in control that father should say oh no who's taking out the trash a father should be able to walk in the house pull up in the driveway and the atmosphere changes and proverbs 17 and six, and and if I'm interpreting this wrong, y'all help me on the next show. Children, children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of father. So I'll say that again. And the glory of children, not young boys, not not young girls, is their father. I don't think it's a coincidence that the usually the first word that comes out of baby's mouth is daddy. Although we carry them for nine months, some of them breastfeed, do whatever, and you still have to wait for them to say, Daddy, really? But that's the way it is. And I think there is such importance to the role and the need and the value that a man brings to the home. I also think, and to being in a child's life, let's, let's take it away from the home, because when a, think about it, when a man, when a father dies, his brothers, his father, his cousins, somebody should step in and oversee his legacy as far as making sure that the, the needs of that home is being met 
the community of men should step up, but we're so busy worshiping ourselves and trying to figure out the next corner we can go get what Bo was talking about off of. So I say that there's great value. I that we don't devalue the, the the presence and the need for a man in the life and in this world because I feel I feel that's the one reason that society has tried to downplay the man and make the woman think, Oh, you gotta be all this in control and you gotta make sure you're equal to your man and you can do this. Yeah, now you wanna go fight but then you get over there and you cry when you're over there fighting because now you're on your monthly cycle and you can't. I, I, I know these women who want to be hard, but now you want to get over there and now you're ready to come home because this is not a woman's job. But wait, you're fighting for women's live. You're fighting for the rights. And I'm not saying we don't have rights, not saying that at all, but you have some spiritual rights and you have some times mm-hmm. when spiritually you need to sit, know that you need to sit down. And instead of trying to rule Read your Bible and pray for your husband's decision. Pray for your child's father's decisions. Tell him or her, you need to call your dad and ask, can you go? And I'm going to be brief, and I'm going to say this. I want to remind you guys of the story that I tell often about, and this is real life, a mother who gets a call from her son, who's about third, fourth grade, I think, at that time. He's gone off camping. He wants to come home in the middle of the night. He's afraid. He doesn't want to be there. He wants Mama to come and get him. Mama hangs up the phone from him and says, I will call your dad. Dad's traveling. Dad says, absolutely not. You will not get up and go that far this time of night to pick him up for something that he wanted to do. He's going to have to tough it out. We'll talk about how he proceeds in this, but for now, he's going to have to tough it out. He calls the the camp person back, tells him, no, my wife's not coming. He's going to have to tough this out. We'll decide what happens after I get back and he's home, but absolutely not. And this mom, this wife said it was the hardest thing for her to do. She wanted to go get her baby because that's who women are. We are emotionally creatures. We want to make it all right. We want everybody to be happy by any means necessary for the most part. But this is this is number one, a woman who says, no, my man, my husband, your father is in control. What he says, I will do. Now, I'm going to tell you, I would have failed that test. I would have failed it. I would have hung right. I wouldn't even call my husband. I'm on my way. I'm just being honest with you at that time. Now it's a different story. I get it. I get it. But that's just just a short little scenario. This was a man who's in control of his house, whose wife respects him as such, and is going to let him make decisions that even she don't agree with. But she knows herself enough and her, her the role enough to say, okay, this is what we will do. And that's the power that I think God has given fathers, men, in our society. And this is why I think society has snatched the men right out of the homes and right out of the lives of women. They are single, miserable, 
and in bondage. Over to you, Rodney. Uh, Tammy, uh, uh, feel free to uh, go ahead whenever you, whenever you have to. I'm going to close it out. Um, I want to give Bo a chance to respond, but I am going to say this before you before you go. Uh, whatever you do, don't hang up the phone <laughs> so that Bo doesn't get cut off. But um, I, I will say this, and, and, and callers, we are going to pick this up next week because I'm going to say two things before I hand it back over to Bo and then I close up the show. Number one, Tammy, you just proved my point. And number two, <laughs> I think that we actually agree, but okay. we, we need another show to realize that we agree. Uh, so, again, you proved my point with what you just said. And number two, we need another show. And we're going to pick this up. We, we're going to keep it the same. What's on your mind? But we're going to pick up next week's show. Um, where, where we just left off. I want to give Bo a chance to respond. Though. Go ahead, Bo. Hey, hey, you guys, I'm out. So I will, Rodney. Finish, if you'll just finish it up, say as long as you you guys need to. But I'm gonna, I won't hang up because it'll disconnect you all. But feel free to carry on. You guys, it's been a great show. We'll pick up next week where we left off. Thanks, Rodney. Thanks, Bo. Thanks to all our callers. Absolutely. Welcome, Tammy. Bye, Tammy. All right. Absolutely. Go, go, go ahead, Bo. Uh, I just want to say real quick before we go, <clears throat> what Tammy was talking about is so, is so real, you know what I mean? And uh, today, you know what I mean, me and my, my wife and I, we had we had went uh, to the store, and we came back, and we're, we're in the kitchen. Um, as you know, this is uh, my wife's first child, and he's 20 months. And like Tammy was saying, you know, that she'd have failed the test back then, Um I tell my wife often that my son, um, or our son, he, he plays on her intelligence because she's mommy, and she knows that you know he's gonna come to her rescue. He don't play with me because he know I, I'm daddy to daddy up on him. I know what time it is. You know what I mean? And a lot of times I tell her to do certain things, and she'll be like, "It's all right. You know what I mean? This and I don't do that. I'm telling you. You know what I mean? Because it's gonna cause a problem." You know, um, anyway, long story short, um, we were in the kitchen, and she was helping me uh, put up some grocery or something. And he went to screaming and hollering and just that and the other, and, you know, he wanted her to hold him. So um, I said, no, boy, get out of the kitchen. Go on in there and sit down somewhere. Play with your brother. Oh, he stood at her leg, and he hollered, 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 until she picked him up. She picked him up. Still trying to put up groceries, unable to do it, but he was quiet and he looked at me and I looked at her and she said, what? I said, girl, if you don't put him down and let him go in that living room somewhere so you can do what we need to do in here, I know something. That boy is playing you. She put him down and he went to Holly. I kindly escorted him right on out the kitchen and he ran in that way his brothers was and the next thing you know, he stopped crying, you know? And I looked at her. I said, see, it's all right. Crying ain't going to kill him. He's going to be all right. I said, but you got to instill in him that crying doesn't get him what he wants. He don't get everything because he cries. Because that's teaching him how to get over on you. But he knows if he cries, he's going to get whatever that is that he wants done. 
You know, and that's we're not raising no kids like that. This is my fourth kid. This is my wife's first kid. So, you know, I, I had to learn growing up. You know, now it's my time as a husband and a father to teach her what it is to raise a child. You know what I mean? So I understand it well what, what Tammy was saying a minute ago, you know, about the little boy and everything. And I just wanted to say, man, that, you know, um, it takes real fathers these days, man, to raise these kids. You know, it takes real men. I'm going to say that, real men. You know, you, because you because you, you you know, you have a scrotum don't mean that you no man. You understand what I mean? I mean, it takes a real man, somebody that, that that that's gonna get down and get it with their kids, whether they're boys or girls, you know, and don't stand for the foolishness. It's all right to love, but it's all right to discipline also. You know what I mean? There has to be a, a dividing line between the two, and you have to let that child know where the divide ends and where it begins. You know, and where it begins. You know, and give them that that sense of sometimes you have to install a little fear in them to let them know that, hey, if you do that, I'm going to break it back. You know what I mean? That's okay. It's cool. If it's going to save their life, install that. You know what I mean? Because once they get on the other side, them people don't care nothing about your life. They don't care nothing about you. You know what I mean? And I'd rather for my child to hear it from me or, or, or to get it from me than to get it from a stranger that don't love them. And with that, Rodney, I'm I'm done talking. I'm good night. And uh <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> man, you guys have been phenomenal. And I am looking forward to continuing this show next Monday with Bo yes, with Tammy. Yes, um Bo, your wife's name is what's your wife's name, Bo? Latasha. Okay, I'll, I I was close. I was gonna say Tasha, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, same, same, I'm, same, I, I, same <laughs> thing. So, um, and even our caller who we lost in uh, Minneapolis um, tonight. But I'm gonna say this: I'm really looking forward to next week's show. And me too. Um, one, I'm just biased towards the Butterfly Evolution show anyway. Um, I can't think of a better place for me to be on a Monday night. Um, and and again, for those of you guys who don't know, um, Tammy and I have only seen each other um, one time. We've only like been face-to-face one time. Um, and that was in September of 2015. Um, but we were we were on the air for almost two years prior to um, even meeting each other in person. Um, but this is something that I look forward to every Monday night um, just because this is where I belong. And I'm going to say this about next Monday's show. Make sure you come back and make sure you bring somebody. Because 
one of the things I want to throw out there before I cut on the music, um, and I'm going to give Bo, Tammy, Tasha, um, everybody a chance to think about this all week long. One of the things that I want you guys to think about is this. We say and we know that we want our men to be this way, or we want our men to be a certain way, or we feel or we believe that they should be a certain way. But here's my question to all of you guys. In the way that we have described our men should be, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, are we raising our men to be the way that Bo and Tammy described? Good night, everybody.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.